0: All right, welcome back to The Prospecting Show. Today is Wednesday, April 7th, and we got Sam Jayanti on the call. How are you?
1: Very well. Thank you. Great to see you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. So we're, we're just talking briefly before the show here about some of the things that you do format for the show past, present and future. And we're also going to talk a little bit about podcasting and kind of the content piece around podcasting. I think it's super undervalued right now. And I want to make sure that we kind of show that to the listeners and, and the viewers um, to make sure that they understand that. So to start things off, tell us about you and your company, and then we'll go backwards and talk about your past.
1: Fantastic. So I am Sandra Yanti. It's wonderful to be here with you, Connor. Um, And everybody, thanks for listening. I'm the founder of IdeaMix. Our website is www.theideamix.com. We're a business focused on teaching and furthering the entrepreneurial skill set. What do I mean by that? entrepreneurial skills are essential for anybody irrespective of whether they want to be an entrepreneur or whether they're just interested in working at a company or they're doing something else and so the importance of those skills has meant that fewer and fewer people readily have them but they're skills that can be learned and so we teach them Um, the four sort of types of people that are a part of our community are entrepreneurs students coaches and mentors and we engage with them in a number of different ways they write really excellent quality articles on our blog available on our site we have the idea mix radio podcast as well as a youtube series with which we interview both entrepreneurs as well as coaches coaches on specific skills and topics that they're expert in and entrepreneurs on their own journeys every person has a different and unique journey always
0: sure sure
1: and um and then we do tactical practical workshops with all of those groups to help further their entrepreneurial skills.
0: Yeah, and and so let's let's talk briefly about the entrepreneurs versus the coaches. Like those are two potentially similar yet different audiences, right? Yeah. I mean, probably all coaches or most coaches are entrepreneurs, but not all entrepreneurs are coaches. So how did you come across those two kind of like that dichotomy of of different industries to serve walk us through that how that came about
1: yeah it's such a good question so um let's take the first group entrepreneurs first so entrepreneurship has been on the rise for about a 15 to 20 year period and generally what you see is that it accelerates after economic shocks so there was a big acceleration after the financial crisis in 2008 there's another big acceleration that you'd expect to see post pandemic And at the same time, the world of coaching has been, you know this since you have a coaching business, has been on the increase. Why? People are looking for help and advice in different various areas, whether it relates to either personal growth, professional growth, or running a business. You're right in that most coaches are entrepreneurs because they operate as their own business effectively, or they might be part of a smaller business that's sort of grown up um, around them or that they've joined. Uh, but all coaches tend to be entrepreneurs. And um, what we find in our experience is that most entrepreneurs work with coaches. You know, a sure. lot of success, I think, the way it's portrayed in the media is that, you know, you're born into it or you were born with some skills that just magically made you successful. And the reality is that all of these skills are learned and are very much learnable. And it's why this entire industry of coaching we think has really exploded and has the potential to help so many people
0: well it's interesting because there's a bunch of different types of coaching too right i think that's one thing that people really don't understand is they say like oh well i'm a coach it's like well that's like saying i'm a doctor like there's 50 different kinds of doctors like there's 50 different kinds of coaches right like what is it that you coach on and like in our business you kind of bring up and i get this a lot from people who will say hey like you coach and really we actually don't coach one of our things is that we do is we all, all of our services are done for you but because we're good at explaining i think naturally we have that that coaching feel to our business and, and I think that that is because of the entrepreneurs. Most the people we serve are entrepreneurs. Most of the people that you serve are entrepreneurs. So inherently even if we're not formally coaching in a done-with-you coaching model we are still coaching people right in, in some way shape or Absolutely. form. Absolutely, It always happens in, in the entrepreneurship journey. So you know from your perspective what makes a good coach a good coach?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a, such a good question. I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of different coaches, both through our business at Ideamix and myself personally in my own personal development over the years. And what I would say is that good coaches tend to have three really key traits. So number one, they have a specific developed area of expertise, right? When you ask them, what is it that you do? They generally tend to tell you, I work with this type of person on these types of issues. And that's super important because most people are looking for specific advice and a coach's ability to deliver that specific advice that's contextualized for each person is very reliant on that area of expertise. The second is that, you know, whether people like it or not, coaching does involve this sort of blend and and you know you can move the dial sort of between these two polarities but there is always some element of personal with professional right because who we are as professionals is so reliant on who we are as human beings and we're so much an outcome of our experiences and so i think a coach explaining where they lie on that spectrum is super important because if you're the kind of person who walked in the room with a coach You know, really have having zero interest in addressing anything about you personally, whereas that coach's approach is, you know, about 50% of the time gets spent on you personally before they get to you professionally, then you're just not in the right place or matched with the right person.
0: Right, right. Well, I think that it even goes beyond that too, which is, you know, getting the right alignment between the coach and the individual on, on both the personal and the business side before you even start is probably the most important thing. Cause that's Brilliant. the fit. Cause if you got, even if you have the best coaching, someone you say, I need help with X. And this coach says I do X, but the personality fits not there. You probably won't implement. And that's one of the biggest things that I, I see as a problem in coaching is people don't do what you say most of the time, right? So the reason that like, our, our mindset or my mindset personally is not only do I want to coach people and show them what we know, but I actually want to do some stuff for them too because I just don't trust people enough to do everything that we say to do. So what is your thought on people delivering done-for-you services where they're actually like doing a marketing service or a lead gen service or a consulting service versus this done-with-you kind of hey, we're going to coach you on how to do it? What, when do you think you need one versus the other? Do you need both? Like, t- tell me about what you think there.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's, it's exactly the right distinction. Um, so the third thing I think that is a quality of really great coaches is exactly striking this balance, right? So I think I would not, in my world, coaches are not people who do things for you. Necessarily, while there's always some element of that because there has to be an example and sort of a model to work with. But the best coaches are people who can provide you a clear illustration of what it is you're trying to accomplish But then hold your hand on the way there, right? Because habits and skills and evolution and change happens when you actually implement it yourself. Because there's a huge amount of learning, as you know, in that implementation. And then once you've implemented that yourself and have that experience, then you're on the road to actually embedding those behaviors and habits and making that a part of who you are as a professional or entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and also the roadmap has to be really clear, right? If a coach is extremely good at explaining, they don't have to be extremely good at doing because the person that they're explaining it to will do it properly. Where the gap is, is if they're not that great at explaining it, they're not really succinct. They're not specific on what they want them to do. Then you get this variation because coaching works hundred percent of the time. I think we both know that what doesn't work hundred percent of the time is the communication between the person being coached and the coach themselves, right? It's that gap in communication. So, I mean, what, What do you guys bring with the idea mix, right? Which is, which is your guys company, the idea mix.com. What do you guys actually deliver? Walk us through some of the specifics of what that looks like.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So at idea mix, we tend to get two kinds of people right Um, on the entrepreneur or, or student categories these are people interested in learning or furthering their entrepreneurial skills. They might be trying to start a business, they might be trying to learn these skills as they get into their first or second or third job. On the other side, you get people with existing businesses who have gotten launched and now are solving for a myriad number of problems in their business. And what we really are able to do is to the first cohort provide the inspiration and a sort of foundational set of engaging information through our blog, through our podcast, through our YouTube series on the topics and things that interest them and that they should be thinking about. On the other side, you know, I've always believed that while inspiration is amazing, there needs to be some hands-on practical tooling that then allows anybody to actually understand how to implement. And that piece is the workshops and the coaching because without that, the rubber kind of doesn't meet the road. So those are really the two things we focus on.
0: Yeah, well, and and I I think the... Uh, you talk about rubber meeting the road, like that's like the actual implementation or execution of anything in the business. And, And to your point, like ideas are great, but like you actually have to do something with the ideas to actually get the outcome. And also we talk about a lot in our business, we talk about leading versus lagging measures. And I'm sure you guys have that too in the coaching space, which is, you know, not everything you do today is gonna have an impact tomorrow. Some of the things you're doing today is like for three months from now, some things you're doing today are for tomorrow, some things you do today are for a year from now. And the question is, is, What's important? You got to strike a balance between all all three or four of those different things. So, you know, you talk about the podcast and YouTube and all these other kind of, you know, blog, why podcasting? How did you get into that? Like, why was that something that you're like, Hey, I want to add this to my stack of of content marketing?
1: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. And I think a very underappreciated format. And the reason I say that is podcasts are the new radio. They are really the form of passive listening and learning that an increasing number of people are adopting. And we've seen that with a big increase in listenership through the pandemic. That said, the statistics on podcast listening are super interesting, right? Where like the top 1%, if you're in the top 1% of podcasts, it's not a huge number of downloads per month that you're getting, right? So right, there's this right. big separation between sort of the top of the pyramid and kind of everybody else. But podcasts, I think, are really important because it, in our case, they provided a way to validate the concept that we started idea Mix with, right? We had this idea that there were more people thinking about both entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurial skill set and the way to validate that concept for us became our podcast. Hey, if we create interesting content around these topics and put it out there, does somebody actually listen to it?
0: Right, right.
1: So we used it as concept validation. And then what we quickly realized by gathering some user feedback, listener feedback was that, you know, what do people like? What do they not like? How is it serving as a source of inspiration and learning? And then we were able to go deeper into those channels. So I think it's an incredibly important and very iterative testing tool for a business to actually understand if their content is resonating.
0: And, And do you think the format of the show really has an impact or do you think it's more just about the content of the show?
1: I think it has a huge impact, so, um, you know, partly because I'm a little bit of an ADD person myself,
0: but, um,
1: (laughs) but, but also understanding that a lot of people out there are. We settled on a format that was 20 to 30 minutes for our podcast and, you know, 10 to 15 minutes for YouTube. And that was from understanding what the sweet spot of listening was in both of those formats. Of course, there are things that are shorter and things that are longer but you know, our own attention span and then the data around how long do people actually listen for was super key. I also think with podcasts, they give you the Avenue to engage various kinds of audiences, because it's not just the audio piece of the podcast, right? Sure. Sure. Recording a podcast on zoom and that could go up on YouTube. Right. The transcription of the podcast could be a blog on your site, a blog post on your site. So it, it, it's it's content that can be repurposed in a number of different ways and makes you know meets the consumer where they are because that way a person is reading it or consuming it in the way that they actually want to consume it
0: yeah well i think i think that that's a big deal too right which is uh everybody's format or the way that they like to learn is different some people like the long form youtube some people like the mid-form kind of podcast some people like short form. Some people like, like IGTV, right. They just like those like kind of snippets or, or just a standard Instagram post with like your tip of the day, or they like the swiping and going through the um, the different tiles or some people just like, you know, emails. That's what one of the biggest things that we've done is we have a an email sequence And people. I get emails all the time. Like, Hey dude, this email is super funny. Thank you so much for sending it. You know what I mean? Yeah and or or valuable right someone's putting a value piece out there like hey i'm an expert in this category i'm going to give you the information that i know about that category so i definitely agree that format is a big deal what what is the future look like for the idea mix like what what's up and coming what do you think you're going to be delivering in the next like let's say six to twelve months talk to us about that
1: yeah it's it's a super exciting time for us as a company because as our community is growing one of the things we're starting to think about and constantly thinking about is how do we deliver greater value to our users? And as I mentioned, many of our users fall into um, these these four categories of entrepreneurs, students, coaches, and mentors. Often, and, and, and this is an interesting phenomenon, I think, about the world of coaching, the awareness now, and the pandemic has helped in this regard, that people need coaching in various ways, whether it relates to their personal or professional growth, has heightened as a result of the pandemic, you know, for all the obvious reasons. Sure. On the other hand, finding the right coach to work with still remains pretty difficult, right? Some of it you find through Instagram ads, some of it you find from research online, but most of the time, the people that you actually end up getting into a working relationship with come through referrals from trusted either work colleagues or friends for sure and it has to be easier than that to actually find the right fit for a coach that you want to work with and so we're basically working on enabling that so that users and coaches can connect in a more seamless way
0: yeah in that kind of um pairing mentality of hey we're going to pair the 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 problem and the solution together right like in a sales cycle or we're going to pro- pair the coach and the coachee together right that is the ultimate, like all dating platforms operate that way, right? That's why they've been so successful. Like people have looked at, uh, at dating as a whole and saying, hey, let's transactionalize. Let's find a way to make it more useful for people. And really all they did was put, hey, here's person A, here's person B, let's put them together. Same thing with what you're doing. You're finding the, the right coach and the right person and matchmaking at the same time. And I think that's one of the, pretty undervalued things that exist in in the social world, right, which is, hey, let's actually put people together in a place where they're going to be successful. So I I 100% Think that what you guys are doing is really neat um for those of you listening to the prospecting show here if you want to learn more go to theideamix.com or you can reach sam at sam sam at theideamix.com um, before we wrap up the show here is there anywhere else that you would recommend that people go to learn more about your platform and what you guys are doing
1: absolutely um for for podcast listeners please check out idea mix radio available wherever you listen and if you're a YouTube watcher, please check out idea Mix radio
0: on YouTube. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the call. This is really useful here. And I think for the people who are listening to it, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners who listen to the prospecting show. And I get requests all the time. Hey, who do I go to to solve this problem or who do I go to to solve this problem? And so if you're interested in trying to find that, that match, so to speak, go to the Sam, thank you so much for coming on the prospecting show and have a great rest of the day.
1: Connor, thanks so much for having me.